Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us, listening to us, supporting us. Um, As always, we are available via all podcasts, and we have an awesome guest with us today, uh, Mr. Bobby Fleckinger. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. How are you? Great, great. I mean, just honored to have you on. I um, heard, you know, about you via a mutual friend, um, and uh, she uh, when she told me what the work you were doing, and, and you know, just so you know, a little background. <laughs> this is one of my patients. We talk guns and hunting and fishing all the time. Okay, that's right <laughs> up my alley. So, you know, and um, and the interesting thing is. When we spoke to her about this and, you know, my show, she knows about my show and everything. I think anyone would say, well, how does, you know, pistols and firearms and all that fit into health and well-being and wellness? Um, you know, and, and the thing is, is, as a father, my kids, we all go shooting, we all go fishing, we've gone hunting. We, you know, and for us, it's it is wellness. It is meditation it is being out in nature, enjoying the art of all of that and doing it mindfully, consciously, carefully, compassionately and all of that. So, you know, I think there there's a level to all of this um, that if, if it's a world you're not familiar with, it's something worth learning about. And, um, you know, when I heard your story, which I'm going to allow you to elaborate, ask you to elaborate on, please, um, about how you came into creating one of the top firearms uh, factories, creations in the, in the country um, out of Cocoa, Florida, my state. Um, you know, I, I think it's just a wonderful story, a very interesting and artful story. So um, share with us a little bit about your life and your background prior to this and how it led you into this new uh, function of your life. Yeah, so we actually started Diamondback in November of 89. Um, I got out of high school, graduated, and I was working for another airboat company. So that was our first company. It was Diamondback Airboats, which we still own. Mm-hmm. Uh, started there, and a, a group of guys asked me to come work for them. And I don't know how it ended up, but all three guys left, and I ended up owning Diamondback Airboats when I was 19. So right. we started it, and uh, started that company. My parents uh, lent us the money to buy a little building, 3,000 square foot. Uh, I think we sold two airboats that whole first year, maybe three. Mm. Uh, just scratching the surface and working our way up. Uh, that business. This November is 35 years in business. Wow. So very, very happy with that. And, and for those of our listeners that may not know about earboats, um, maybe share us a little bit about that because obviously it's it's select for certain places, definitely in the South, definitely, you know. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, probably I would say 60 to 70% of our market is not in Florida. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we do the Border Patrol boats. We do ice rescue boats. We do a lot of oil restoration boats. Um, Anyway, a lot of fabrication. How we, you know, we, uh, 
all of our companies, we just like to build stuff. We, uh, we, we really don't care what it is. We like the challenge of building things and using our minds and hands to uh, keep focus on stuff. So yeah, and with, with airboats, I mean, that. obviously it's yeah. just a, to, to get into it, airboats yeah. use a big fan versus a prop versus a propeller underwater. Sure. You sure. got a big fan, which allows it to go on top of grass, certain aspects of land and water, just for those that may be listening, go, Hey, what the heck is an airboat? <laughs> Yeah, so we started with that. Uh, then we got in the marine side of business uh, doing towers, which, uh, like if you have a, um, a ski boat, a ski nautique ski boat or a Boston Whaler T-top, we started manufacturing that stuff, and we bought our own machines to machine our own CNC parts. Um, that was probably 2001, and then we started, actually started then and actually started machining gun parts for other companies. Mm. Um, we did that for about four or five years, and then in 2006, Seven, we opened Diamondback Firearms, um, and we shipped our first guns in 2009. Wow. And so you've been working hard and steady, and I think one of your, uh, it was it the pistol um, that got top seven? Uh, it, it did. So we just launched uh, our new revolver, uh, the SDR. Uh, it was in the, it, it says top seven, but it was actually the, the number one, if you look that up on that. Uh, a lot of reviews, but even to be classified in the in the league with all those other uh, manufacturers, I mean, we're we're very proud of that. You know, mm -hmm. being where we came from, so we have a very dedicated uh, team of team of people. So. Now, um, being that you make revolvers, you make nine millimeter pistols, you also make a lot of long range guns. Can you you know share some of your inventory and what yeah, it looks like? Yes, sir. That uh, we, I want to say, we're probably in the top five uh, long-range rifle, rifle producers in the United States. Um, we, we brought all that manufacturing in-house. Um, we do everything but really the plastic parts and a couple small pieces. Uh, this has been line extensions for us. That's what we started in. The revolvers and the, and the pistols are our newest stuff. We started with a 380 pistol and, and then uh, involved in ARs and, and other stuff, and, and we have a lot of new products coming out. So. And so who mainly buys your, your firearms? Oh, wow. I mean, we sell to law enforcement. We sell to individuals. Uh, we do produce a lot of hunting rifles, the hunting rounds, 308s, stuff like that. Uh, I would say it's a very broad market. I mean, um, everybody. So You uh, even had someone there. fly in from out of state, I think, which is uh, uh, today. We did. We have out of the country this morning. Oh, uh, it, was actually for it was actually for boats. It was okay. an airboat customer from okay. out of the country this morning. Yep. And we do have that a lot. So. That part I do want to talk about a little bit more. That transition from airboats to creating firearms. How the machinery is different, I'm guessing. The skill set, the the understanding of the engineering, all of that's gotta be quite different. How do you Um, it is definitely a lot different. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if if you put your mind to it, yeah. You can learn how to do anything. So Yeah. Uh, I always think of you can have an educated person that knows how to do one thing, or you can have a smart person that knows how to do a bunch of things. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of how I like to look at it. And, and uh, we just learn. And, you know, if we can't figure it out, we, we find somebody that can help us do it. And then uh, we're, we're very dedicated and really don't don't give up. We just uh, keep moving forward. So. But the trial and error had to be interesting. Can you can you share a little bit about trial that Trial and error, time? yes, sir. We've, uh, we've definitely had a lot of fails and up and down road roads which every business does mm -hmm. uh, i mean i'm gonna say the first year in the airboat first five years in airboats we didn't even know how we could stay in business right in the gun market same way um you know last year we had two years ago was a big boom last year was a very 
it's low, 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 low market, as hot as that seems. And we've been in business long enough. We ride the waves. Uh, you, when, when it's really good business, you need to dig deep and prepare for when it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Not don't, don't think it's going to last forever. So I think that's where being in business as long as them is good. Mm. And was it a lot of, how did you get your machinery? Did you, was that a, cause I know right now and going through the last stages of, uh, you know, when things were shut down and supplies were hard and machinery was hard to come by. Did you have to build a lot of your own order a lot? How does that work? And how did you, how were you able to survive? Yeah, uh, we do build our fixturing, which holds the parts and machine. Uh, most of the machines we buy are Japanese, which are, uh, that's some of the best machining centers. Machinery, uh, it, it's usually available. You, if this when there's a boom, you just pay a lot more for it. Um, you know, we started off with two machines. We probably have over a hundred now. Um, and then we started off in three thousand square foot, and when our new building's done, we'll have almost a half a million square foot. Wow, that's huge. That's a huge growth. And and obviously that's because of the sales and shipping and, and the quality of your product. I think it's the uh, uh, quality of our product, but I also think it's our customer service. Uh-huh. You know, the, in, in business, you always got to do what you say and stand behind your product, and uh, that means a lot. So, What are the things you have to – and when you say – in this – sorry to, to interrupt, but that that square footage increase, that's purely for the firearms, or that also includes airboats, or that's – That includes airboats. Okay. We have a coding company now. We have we have seven com- other companies besides okay. total. Which, all right. Yeah, so you know, that's uh, – the square footage is all for that. So regarding the customer service for the firearms, tell me about that and, and what can happen because obviously as a person who collects that – you know, you start to learn the companies that have issues. Yes, um, I think, and honestly, everybody has issues. You can build the best product out there, and you can have an issue. I think it's how you take care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when some, when I call, if I have an issue with my microwave, I don't want to go through five recordings to try to talk to a person. You know, so we have live people you talk to. Uh, we're very apt on customer service, um, and customer service means a lot. Somebody's going to spend their hard-earned money that they go to work every day for. You know, you want to spend it with somebody that you know is going to be there if something goes wrong, and they're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That is a taking care of our employees and, and making sure our customers are taken care of is, is something we take very seriously. That's important. That's good to hear. Um, when you look at, you know, the average consumer of firearms. Um, you're looking at someone who obviously either has grown up with it, is more aware, or, or came into it later, like a large amount of the population and the boom that we talked about or you spoke about earlier on. Um, I'm guessing you're probably going to be more for the person that's more experienced rather than the first-time buyer? Uh, we were, but now with a revolver, revolvers are most of your first-time buyer market. Mm-hmm. So with a new revolver we just launched, that is to go after the first-time user that, you know, not real comfortable with semi-automatic guns. And mm-hmm. uh, the revolver is just a lot easier to use. It's simpler to explain. Um, you know, people are less afraid of it, I guess you want to say, or just um, less cautious about it being a first-time gun owner. And um, So we're, we're trying to cover the whole broad, you know, scope of every, everything. And, and I guess our mindset, if, it's, if the customers need it, we want to supply it. Right. We want to supply a great product at a great price. And and why is the revolver easier than say a nine millimeter for the beginner users? What? Why would you? Most recommend? people uh, like a semi-auto pistol. You have to rack the slide to load it. 
and that's okay. usually hard for a first time user. They just they can't get that down pack. You can train them and and all that, but somebody grabs that gun at first and the revolver, they you know point aim, make sure it's safe down there, and pull the trigger. They're they're super comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I guess racking a slide it can be hard for people, especially sure. if you're older. Um, and older, and just people. I mean, we have some you know, grown men and women that, that can't rack the slide. So yeah. it's a spring pressure and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, we you know we do a revolver now from a twenty two to three fifty seven. We'll we'll do bigger calibers later. But and yeah, I know caliber wise, some people are not familiar, but obviously twenty two would be the easier, lighter, smaller. Versus a three fifty seven, which is going to give a lot more kickback. Um, yeah, the, the guns almost weigh the same. Actually, it's just uh, the the three fifty seven is going to give you a lot more kickback. But you yeah. can shoot a thirty eight in it too. So yeah, let's talk hunting. Is this okay. something you love? I am avid hunter, <laughs> avid outdoorsman. Yeah, and they say you know if you're going to do something, do something you love, so you don't you know work a day in your life. And it sounds like you're definitely doing something you love, um, but you're working hard too. To build what you're building um, but let's talk about that part of the hunting and obviously testing out your own product and how that all works what would you hunt for generally and what of your uh different firearms would you use for that give us a little rundown um, we, tutorial we, you know, we hunt, yeah we hunt deer we hunt elk uh, we hunt hogs actually when i um, when i in 30 minutes when i get off the phone today i'm going hog with my son tonight we're going to actually use dogs though actually but anyway um the firearms, you know, the 308 model uh, is, is a great caliber for for deer. The 300 blackout is a great caliber for deer. Um, when you when you the, look at caliber before you go further, what are you looking for? I'm assuming you want to make sure you know you don't want to shoot something too big that's a cannon that you're uncomfortable shooting. You're going to flinch, okay. but you also want to think you know shoot the whatever's ethical to the to the animal. You know, you okay. don't want to shoot it with something so small it's not going to. Go, go away the right way, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then um, also there's something to be said about how fast the bullet travels, the how, speed, how the, the distance, the, distance. The, the, the knockdown force and all that, yes, sir. Because with deer, you're further away than you would have to be with, say, some other game? Yeah, deer are usually further away. I mean, it gets its score. You know, out west, you would want a longer range gun normally. You know, mm-hmm. Here in Florida... Uh, your your shots are usually closer than they are out west. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could you could do some research on the gun, and and honestly, you know, we don't deal a lot with the end consumer. We actually sell to the people who sell to the stores. Right. But our customer service, if you call them and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a Diamondback," they'll put you on the phone with our gunsmith, and he'll he'll walk you right through it and tell you the advantages and disadvantages of every gun we sell. Yeah. That's important. Have a good gunsmith, um, customizations and otherwise, and understanding sure. what you're buying and why you're buying it and all that. You have kids? I do. Yeah. How many? I have one fixed and be 13. All right. So I'm guessing you go hunting together. Joy of my life. Yes, sir. How, how early did you start him? Uh, he killed his first deer when he was six years old. Yeah. What do you teach? How do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, you know, the start of the, going hunting, explaining safety, explaining, you know, the killing of a, of a living thing. How do you have that conversation? Yeah, safety is the first thing we start with. You know, you uh, explain to him, load guns, unload a gun. You know, unload a gun is always loaded. Uh, you know, safety of that, where to point. Always to look farther than your, your barrel when you're shooting. Um, practice a lot. You know, 
he was six years old, but he was also uh, probably shot since he's four. So, you know, with little guns, but so, you know, we make sure everybody's comfortable with it. Um, I mean, he's, he's shot mule deer in Colorado already at 400 yards. Wow. So, uh, you know, so it's, I, I think it's like with anything, the more you teach people and the more they're comfortable around stuff, it just makes them, makes it easier, makes it easier learning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, you know, if you take your family or kids outdoors and just show them what's outside the office world and the busy city, I don't, you know, that's a life everybody needs to enjoy. Yeah. And then how about the, the taking of a life and, and all of that? Well, how do you justify it to them or explain to them? Yeah. Or? So, you know, we, we, we eat a lot. We eat everything we shoot. Um, you know, same. I mean, sometimes we have some animals we have to put down. You know, we don't shoot them, but you know, with a vet, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's grown up around that, so you know, we, you know, the deer. You know, he was sad at first, but then he understood it, and then and now, you know, he he's actually aging deer. He wants to make sure they're mature enough and healthy enough to shoot. And, you know, and uh, sometimes you have to show him that, you know, you can't let the population get over, overdone. It's actually bad for the animals. And he sees that with, with other stuff we raise. So, yeah, no, that's, this is exactly why I asked it. That's so important. And I'm, I'm guessing he has healthy respect for living things, uh, you know, um, which is a misconception. Anytime you get into talking about hunting and pistols and, and, and fishing and all of it, it's just, you know, we're the ones that end up doing the most for the planet because we're more aware of what's happening out there in yeah, nature we actually care about we actually care about, about we're not, yeah we're not sitting on the couch looking at tv making yeah. comments and on our phones yeah we're it's actually, easier to judge people like that but yeah, yeah i yeah. agree um so so let's look at the future you, you know you've had a lot of growth not in a short space of time but relatively in a short space of time compared to how long you've been around so it means that your innovation is right on point it means your concepts, your passion for your products, what you're doing, and like you said, your customer service is right on point. What are some other things you're getting into in terms of, you know, inventory, creating new products, and, you know, innovating the general, you know? We do have several new products. You can't really say what you're So the bad thing about new products, if you tell everybody what you're going to build before you actually are ready to launch it, they lose interest in it. Got it. Okay. So you actually have the have need to have the product tested, uh, developed, do the beta testing on it, and all that, and then have it ready to ship. If you want a, a new pair of sneakers and they announce them, and then two years later you still can't buy it, you lose interest in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we like launch two to four pro- new products a year. Uh, that the boat side itself, we are going to be launching uh, different styles of boats, not air boats, actually other boats, mud boats, and, and center console aluminum outboard boats. So that's something we are building in the new factory when we get in there. We just outgrown where we are now. So uh, it does, which people don't really understand. It takes two to three years once you start to talk about a gun to get it developed and in production. Okay. Yep. So, uh, time you develop it you shoot it you test it you order the tooling you uh to see the tooling process you make changes it's it's two to three years wow some companies take longer than that um you have something called the um i believe it was the the coco the builder set oh yes sir we can build your own gun yeah i think that's really interesting and cool and how how does that work and can you also use some of your um actual builds with other 
you know, is it compatible oh, with other? Yeah, the, the, they are a platform is a very broad platform. You know, okay. it's, uh, it's like you buy a vehicle, you can put all different wheels on it. So the, right. the main platform is pretty much the same. You know, okay. everybody's going to use, it's going to be the same spec. The quality of parts is different. People can use a cheaper material or a cheaper spring or a cheaper coating uh, for the price difference, but, but usually all the parts sit on each other. They're supposed to. So, but yes, sir, you could buy our kit and, and put you know, our competition's parts on it, and, and it, it'll work fine. So. Yeah, and you sell a lot of all you know sorts of things like accessories and um, you know all all of that. Do you have tutorial options for for first time buyers or people that might be interested in learning more about you? Um, do you offer you know opportunities to go shooting with your um, various you know pistols and ARs and everything on certain properties? Do you do any of that yet? No, sir, we don't. We actually sponsor gun ranges. So okay. what we do instead of uh, – so right now, let's just say we have five to eight customers. If we dealt with individuals' amount of guns, we'd have 250,000 customers. Okay. So that would make it really hard. So what we do, you go to a gun range and we sponsor, and we actually supply the gun range with our product okay. to yeah. test. So you go into a gun range and ask you to diamond back. You know, uh, we, we have gun ranges we sponsor where the, all you have to do is pay for the ammo, and, and they'll let you go in there and shoot it and test it. And, where and that's these how guys? we get a lot of testing done for our guns. Oh, perfect. So that actually that actually helps us. That's what we call beta testing. And is that so, uh, more specific to Florida, or is that going to be other uh, uh, states? We, no, we, we do it We do it a lot. Of, I don't know every gun range off the top of my head, but uh-huh. I know we do that a lot. Okay, good. So people listening can go ahead and ask, sure. you know, sure. do you offer Diamondback pistols or long yep. guns, and may I use, you know, may I rent them, basically? You can go, yep, you can go in the range, and yep, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, with this market and with the the gun legislation and all that, how is that affecting you? What do you what do you know about things coming down the pike? I mean, you know, that's some of the things that maybe seasoned um, gun owners, you know, might be curious. You know, what what is someone like you who is yeah, in this? I want to say we don't we don't really know anything anybody else. There's always uh, you know the media can spin it around any way they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel very comfortable, you know, I guess since the Clinton era, they've been trying to ban guns, ARs again, and, and they hadn't even come close. So, you know, the biggest thing is we have to, the 1% of the population, whether it's a gun or automobile, cigarette, or, you know, alcohol, whatever else, that's what usually ruins it for everybody else. So biggest thing is just try to keep the safety in mind. But gun legislation, you know, uh, I think we're safe. You know, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't think anything's changed anytime soon. And why would you tell someone that it's important to own your own firearm? If you were to recommend, if you were having a conversation with someone and there was an argument as to, oh, we don't need that or we do, what is maybe top one or two points that you would point out of someone who's passionate about this and believes in it and obviously has made a business yeah. of it? I think being trained, um, you know, and having your own firearm is is very good for your family. You're going to be in a lot of places where, you know, you, you can't protect yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And, as, you know, the world's the world's definitely getting a lot crazier than it's ever been as far as I'm concerned. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty hard for me to, to say everybody should own one. I think if you're comfortable, if you think about it, you should at least give it a, a, a try before you uh, say no to it. Yeah. You know, it's just like anything. Um, you know, you can enjoy it. The firearms is a sport, too. I mean, there's clay shooting. You can shoot cans in the backyard with your kid i mean it's, it's very enjoyable yeah. firearms is firearms is no more dangerous than you can make them 
I mean, they're, if, you, if you make them safe, that they're safe. The, the firearm itself is not going to hurt you unless you make it hurt you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's agreed. And I think safety is something that keeps popping up uh, here and there with every aspect of this conversation. So I cannot stress enough that's, that safety courses, um, you know, my wife and I attended the, uh, you know, the, the permit and, and the course and the safety courses. And uh, when my kids, you know, uh, we were going indoor shooting, we paid for the hour and got a safety course and went through the, you know, every aspect of handling the firearm, loading it, shooting, all of that. Um, and then, of course, when we went, you know, here, there's places like Quail Creek and all of that, and we did the clay shooting. Wonderful opportunity for safety combining nature and and shooting and and the art form of that sport and there's scholarships out there for a lot of these sports especially clay shooting i don't know if people you know parents need to know about that that uh there's huge scholarships and big event huge oh and it's and it's worldwide it's global you know um you can travel you can make you know it's a great profession a great opportunity to attend you know great schools um but you know the thing is is safety first and learning about firearms and and being more educated is never a bad thing whether or not you ever pick one up ever buy one it's always good to have uh, at least a attend a course and everything i never have to worry about my kids mishandling a firearm because they know how dangerous it is and they know how to handle it um and you know i never they never want to just hold it and play with it or show a friend there's no there's never any of that that's always the kid that is ignorant to it and that their parent has never taken them by the hand and shown them things so my kid would even show somebody if they're an adult if they were doing it wrong he would tell them that's the wrong way to do that so right. you need to put it the right way exactly so now i applaud what you're doing um i'm, I'm great to see the success you're experiencing and it's only going to get better um I'm, and I'm and i'm also obviously proud to say i'm in the same state as you <laughs> so. oh yeah uh, this, it's great because there's not yeah. too many, um, you know, not only have you created a number one product, but, you know, uh, most of the, the past, everything has come from places like Texas. And obviously we've had significant companies come out of New York and all that. But, you know, Cocoa, Florida, that's great, man. Good work. Sure. Yeah, we're, uh, Florida's our home, so we, we plan on staying here. Yeah. Well, Bobby Fleckinger, uh, owner and founder of Diamondback Firearms, we thank you for your time today for sharing uh, all of this and for inspiring, I'm sure, more people to get out there and be in nature in whatever form it takes. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray, brought to you in part by Vell Health. That is a V-E-L-L for very well. VellHealth.com. Download it today and be a better you. See you next time.